Welcome to the Providence Road Podcast. During the Bible class hour this summer at Providence Road, we are exploring the book of Psalms together in a series called Songs for the Road. We wanted to share those Bible classes with you guys here on the podcast. That being said, it is a Bible class. So there were comments and questions that were uh, given by people in the class that um, don't come through on the recording. And so if it feels a little choppy, I apologize for that. But we hope that you're encouraged and that you enjoy uh, this episode of Songs for the Road. Said, let, let me just, this is what I'm telling everybody. I'm from old school. I can do one thing really well at a time. One. I got about eight things going on up here. So it's, it's just going to be, you know, a comedy act. So just, you know, just take the word and um, use it. Don't worry about the guy behind, you know, all of this stuff because it's going to be, it's going to be something else here. We'll open up with a word of prayer, if you would, bow with me. Thank you so much, dear Father God, for such a a wonderful day, for being so kind to allow us to see this day, to see each other, dear Father God, to wake up, have a sound mind, to look around and see those who love us, and most of all, to know the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you so much for the service and, and what we've done, our praise to you so far. We thank you so much for those who've gathered here. Um, brothers and sisters um, with the same belief. We ask that you be here, uh, dear Father, as we just work our way through your word that something may be said that will be advantageous to someone that could be encouraging or or may just be that seed or nugget, dear Father God, um, that one of us needs to continue on our way. Thank you for everything. Thank you for forgiving us. Help us to forgive each other. It's in your son, Jesus' name, my Savior's name. Amen. All right, so I almost put the microphone down, so we're already well on our way. I want to thank everybody for coming out this morning. Uh, Songs for the road, Psalms. Um, I don't know if there are any lovers here of Psalms, but I am one, uh, and I'm sure we have others out here also. Uh, We chose Psalms 37, my wife and I. Uh, One reason was because, you know, some of the uh, more poignant ones were already taken, I don't know if Kent gave them to me late on purpose or not, but you know, I, we had to choose from what was left. And they're all wonderful. And the thing about Psalms 37, it's, it's a chapter um, or a psalm of 40 uh, different verses, quatrains, what, whatever you want to call them. And um, there's, we certainly can't deal with all of those. So we just chose just a few scriptures uh, to look at um, this morning. Um, Psalms 37, verses 1 through 5. Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. And we just have a few thoughts of all these this morning. Um, for those, anybody who's with, the, with me in the class before, you know, it's very interactive. Um, you know, if you have a, a thought or comment, 
you know, just say, we'll try it out, try to keep everything online as far as time's concerned, but we want to hear what you have to say. So the first scripture oh, that we will deal with will be commit everything you do to the Lord and he will help you. So commit. I think there are several different layers of commit. I think there's a layer of observer, and I'm going to use an analogy or I'm going to use sports. You know, most of us, most of the men in here, I think, are, have a little bit of knowledge about sports. Um, and so we're going, to, we're going to deal with commitment. But again, the first layer of commitment, I think, is just being an observer. Um, to use the analogy of a football game, high school, college, or whatever, it's a person that just goes. Somebody says, hey, you know, I don't have anything going on Friday. You want to... You want to go here with me? Like, ah, I don't have anything to do. Sure, I'll go. They have no allegiance to the teams. They don't care which side of the, of the stadium they sit on. You know, there, there's nothing there for them. They're just there observing. That's all they're doing. They're, they're just observing, but they're there. The next state, I believe, would be that of a participant. You're a participant now, you know. At that point, it's a person that does go. It does matter to them somewhat which side of the stadium they sit on. You know, hey, I sit on the side, this is the home team. You may cheer a participant. Again, they're not fully in, but they'll probably be a part of the wave. If the wave comes by, they'll probably, you know, get up and do the thing. They're, they're a little more into it than an observer, but they're just a participant, you know, and a, a participant can also be on the team. but. The, they're not all in, and it's, it's a funny thing, um, that word all in. Throughout the, the Old and the New Testament, God, the apostles, um, the prophets, everyone continually calls us to be all in. Uh, I work for GE Healthcare, and every year they have a theme. Some way, you know, the underside of it is some way that they can become more profitable. But uh, one year the theme was, are you all in? And I was just thinking because we, as believers, are always being called to be all in. Give your entire life, give your soul, give your life to him. And they accompany because they want more profits are calling for us to be all in. But that's commitment, is being all in. But most of us sometimes are just participants in what we're doing. Whether it's in life, whether it's in our family, whether it's in church activities, whatever it is, we're just participants and sometimes we're only just observers. We're not all in. And we're being asked here to commit our ways to the Lord, to commit our ways to the Lord. And uh, I have a, a small, or we chose out a small meme or whatever. It's been out there for a while. I'll tell a story. There are many variations of it, but to give us a sense of what, you know, some of these words mean. Um, there was a farm and um, it was a very happy farm. The animals were very happy to, to be on that farm with, you know, the farmer. And the animals said, hey, we need to do something for this farmer. You know, he's just taking care of us, you know. We have peace here, you know, he keeps the vultures away, and, you know, we eat enough. It's just, just a good place. What can we do for the farmer? And, you know, chickens, I think, just figured they're smart. I don't know. But the chicken said, you know what? He loves breakfast. He loves breakfast. So what can we do? Chicken says, you know what? I'll, I'll contribute some eggs. I know he loves eggs. I love, he, he loves eggs. Everybody, yes, that's, that's wonderful. And the chicken said, well, what else does he like with his breakfast? <laughs> he said, bacon. 
Ted Baker. And they looked at, you know, and of course, you know who spoke up? <laughs> the hog, the pig. Whoa, whoa. You know, what you're doing is you're a participant. You're contributing. Oh, went the wrong way. Ah, there we go. What you're, what you're doing is you're participating. What you're asking me to do is a commitment. It's a lifelong commitment, right? And that's the difference between that. Commitment typically takes sacrifice. It takes us giving something of ourselves that maybe we don't want to give. And in this case, you know, he's given it all for him to be a part of this contribution to the farmer. Great thought. Chicken brought it up. He's a participant. Here you go. He likes bacon. He likes sausage. He likes ham. What you going to do for us, Mr. Pig? Are you that committed? Right? Commitment is a fully different thing than what we have, than what we usually do. <laughs> that's a good, that's, that's a good one. That's a good variation. Fried chicken, yes, we'd have another committed, we'd have, we'd have another committed party there, right? <laughs> Never thought about that. But are we committed? Are we committed to commit our ways? And when it says commit our ways, it's talking about everything that we do. Um, I, I was just sitting down and actually had a small list of all the things that can, can be committed. Um, and when it says everything, commit your ways, your lifestyle. How do, you, how, do you, how do you roll your lifestyle? You know, how do you drive? How do you interact with your family? How do you interact with your Christian, you know, your believing family? You know, what do you do with your finances? Is God invited into that process? You know, your thought life. Is your thought life committed to God? It's what I do when I'm home alone or whatever. Am I committing that also to God? Here, God, here it is. Look it over, run through it. I want you to take a look at this. I want to commit my lifestyle, my ways, my path, how I roll. I want to commit that to you, right? Have we all committed our ways to God? All of them? I know some people, well, I almost said myself, but no, that's not true. But they commit everything but their taxes. Are they commit everything but their honesty, their integrity? Are they commit everything but their love? Have we invited God into every aspect of our lives? And if we haven't, should we? Commit everything to the Lord and he will help you. So, among the tables where you are, this is just a question we have, uh, discuss any personal habits, practices, routines, or anything that you have that, that aids you in wholly committing to God. Anything, any type of aid, any type of pattern, any type of routine you have, if you can talk among yourselves and just share that with others of how you are committing your life to God. It's up for his examination. And I'm not asking for anything personal. We're here as a group, but anything that you've taken on over the years that makes you a better person, makes you more committed by committing your lifestyle, how you think, where you go. Where are you on, this, on the internet? 
how you speak on the phone, how you interact with others. But if you can just do that for a few minutes, just talk among yourselves about any A's or anything you have that you personally do that just helps you to commit your ways to the Lord. Anything that you do. They're smiling in the back. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, may, we may take the microphone back there and just, just let them have at it. Just for a few minutes. Thanks, thanks everyone for discussing this among yourself. Thank you for that. And, and I know there's some more, well, many more suggestions out there because many of you have been walking with the Lord for quite a while. And I think just like with everything else, the longer you walk, the longer you do something or whatever, the more mature you become, the more you're okay with sharing all of these things. And what I'm finding in my life is every time I think I've, done, I've made some improvement, God says, okay, let me peel back another layer and let you see a little more of yourself, a little bit more that I can expose to him for him to start helping me with. And then I think I've made it again. I think I'm just about there. And he goes, well, son, hold on. He peels back another layer. And for all of, those, for all of us, some of those things are common. You know, they're, they're just common. Uh, most of us have had jobs if we're not working now. So there's just a whole lot of things around there that we can open up to God and say, hey, I want to be the best employee that I can be. I want to be the most honest employee that I can be. I want to be the most grateful employee. That's a, that's a layer, the most grateful, because it's easy not to be satisfied with what's going on at work sometime, or is that just me, right? But to be grateful is another layer that you can expose to God, and he will make us better at it. And let me just say this again. Uh, it just came to my mind because I saw Gary. So he, he might have finished this, but that, that um, uh, in one of the classes, it, it kind of changed me because I never would have thought of it. But um, uh, I'll start it, Gary. Uh, you can finish it, or you can let me go if I don't mess it up. But Gary had an employee um, that was um, he found to be doing something um, illegal, cantankerous, um, all of those things. And it, and it put his company, his wife's company, in some jeopardy. And I think it may have cost them uh, some, some, some money. Um, they lost some money. I think she was stealing from them. And uh, Gary said he was talking to her, and she, was just, she just knew, you know, what this talk was about. And she was, you know, a um, few tears and everything going on. And at a certain, certain point, he asked her, hey, what are you crying about? She says, well, you know, I'm so sorry for what I did, all those things, and, you know, I really love working here, you know. And he goes, who says you're not going to work here anymore? And um, as far as I know, you say you didn't fire her. And the result of that, the result of that was just, I, I, I don't know. I, I never would have thought about that. It would have just been, okay, well, I hope things work out for you, you know, whatever. But, you know, one thing that will happen is you're, you're no longer here. And then from that, some, you know, great things actually happen because of what you did with that. And I just think that's just, again, that part of your job, because it would have been easy to just to do what's typically done, but you did something different. So we need to be open with our lives. That's the first thing. I'm a very introverted person, um, secretive. Um, you just call it, you know, the people close to me can, there are a lot of things they can use for it, but I'm just an introvert. So, and that's true, and it goes over into my relationship oftentimes with my Lord. I may not want to say that, but it's true. So I've really had to grow to open up every part of my life 
to God so that he can come in and he can massage it. He can do it himself, but it's just so much easier when we open it up to him. And my wife has already said, I'm way behind. That's why her name is up there. You know, she's like, why is my name up there? I'm like, you'll see, uh, it's way up there. Um, just quickly, let's, this is the next verse. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. That's a word we don't hear very much, right? Delight. Do you hear, you hear delight much? There was a song, I was gonna try to sing it or whatever, you know, afternoon delight or something, but then there's some words in it that, that aren't very, you know, afternoon delight, la, la. Anyway, um, it, it goes back. That's the only thing I know about delight, but usually when we use that word, we use it in terms of my child is a delight. So-and-so is a delight to be around. And what it, what it means is it's a pleasure, it's a joy. It's, it's, it's something, it's not talking about just the mouth, it's talking about the heart. They're just a joy to be around, you know, just a delight. It's just so delightful. We had a delightful time. It's a little bit above just things were good, you know, they did this. It touches your heart. We say we use delight in, um, one of my favorite things is um, uh, butter pecan. That's a delight. That's, a del that's, that's my heart. It's, it's a delight. Dessert is a delight. Vacations can be a delight. It can be delightful if you love the beach. It's just a delight to be there. And what the writer's saying here is take delight in the Lord. What it means is take joy, take pleasure in him. Take pleasure in his words. And what will happen? He will give you not what you want, not what you say you want, but he will give you the desires of your heart. Right? The desires of your heart. But when you, some, you delight in somebody or a person or whatever, your hearts are in tempo. Your, your hearts are there. So what if we delight in the Lord, in his precepts, in his promises, in his commands, in his love for us, if we delight, take joy and pleasure in it, he already knows our heart. So it will be, it's easy for him to give us the desires of our heart. And again, not the desires of what we say we want, but the actual desires of our heart. I, I, I don't know if you play this game, but do you ever go back and just try to take off, you know, the 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of your life experience and just, just go back to where you were a child and think about what did I desire when I was a child? You know, some of them thinking, I haven't had this thought in a while. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be an astronaut. That was mine, but that doesn't, it doesn't compete because once you have a family and once you're doing things, it just goes away, right? But God still knows it, and every now and then he'll sneak something in there where it's like, oh, an observatory, I get to look in space, and you know, and it hits my heart that he would know that. And I'm sure all of you have had times where God has given you the desires of your heart, and what he's telling us here, if you delight in him, if you find pleasure in him, if your satisfaction is in him, he will give you the desires of your heart because, as was said, you're on the same wavelength. Um, so there we are. There we are. Look at her. She's smiling now. There we go. The delight we got. Delight. So that's my lovely wife there. Um, and um, the day we got married, we, we, we got the, between us, we got some of the desires of our heart. She always said, I want to have a, a wedding on the beach. That was her thing, right? Is that how you said? Okay. I'd like to have a wedding on the beach. And for me, it's like, 
I need a small wedding, you know. So we got both. We got both. I just need a small wedding. That that small, you know, just just not. So I got what I wanted. There were only, you know, our children, their children, your mother, and a couple other people. So it was a very small wedding. So I got what I wanted. Two times I got you. I got the wedding, small wedding, and you got me. When she came in, um, uh, she had her little things on, and of course, there's no time limit on them. And she came down the wooden boardwalk that goes out and. And I'm, I'm serious, I couldn't see her feet, but it looked like she was floating. She wasn't, shoulders weren't moving, she just floating out toward me. It was a delight. It was a delight of the eyes. It was just, it was just a delight. And um, the way she was looking at me, I know I was a delight too, because, you know, I don't know what your favorite meal is, but, you know, yeah. It was a, just a delightful place. And that delight was even further granted to us because we weren't looking for much. But while we were there, um, we were on the Indian Atlantic uh, near Clearwater. Uh, on the Gulf side, we got a sunset and looked the other way. It was a dark background. Storms had moved out and we had a beautiful, vivid rainbow on the other side. God just put a canopy over us and we were like, oh, this is, this is beyond, you know, it's heartfelt. You know, it's just beyond. And whenever we think back to that, it kind of reminds us, you know, kind of the beginning. And again, delight. It was a delightful time. And, uh, and God, at the same time, gave us, in that, I believe, uh, some of the desires of our heart, right? And I know everyone here has some of those same things. We just may need to take some time and think about it. And I'm sure some think about them all the time, but there's just some delightful things that bring joy to you. Lasting happiness, not happiness, but lasting, a lasting feeling, a satisfaction, a pleasure, a delight. It says, delight in me, and I will give you the desires of my heart. So there you go. That was a, that was a delightful day. We, we had some, some more pictures. You can't see it well here, but yeah, that was a beautiful uh, rainbow that we had there. So that's delight. Commit yourself to the, to the Lord, and that is give everything. And it's hard to give everything because most of us have things, all of us have things in our lives that will keep us from giving everything. One out of fear of hurt and pain. Um, just, just, but just to give ourselves fully to the Lord. I can say that the more I give or the more open I am, he continues to peel back things and he will continue to grow me, grow us. And I know so many of you all have just wonderful stories where you can tell us about the commitment, true commitment, and also what you delight in, what you really, really enjoy. It might be a board game. I don't know, but it can be anything. Any comments? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's another promise, and I can, I can say this also, and I'm sure it's for you all also. Even doing things, you know, I'm, I'm you know, kind of a, you know, social introvert or whatever, but whenever I'm up in front of people that I know or whatever, smiling faces or they're known, and I've had any type of interaction or whatever, it just puts me at ease. Usually coming to church does the same thing because you're there with people that, are there for the same reason. They have, you know, issues going on in their life, and they have the same source to actually deal with those issues, and also the love that people have for each other, just the love. There are just some people that you just feel they love you, and just having that type of deep commitment and felt joy, again, it's almost a delight. Well, I say most of the time it's a delight actually coming together with other believers. And when that doesn't happen, or it happens at a lesser place, I'll know there's something wrong with me. There's something not right there. All right, and we're going to end this on, let's see, uh, 
So I had another question. How does God personally bring you joy, satisfaction, and pleasure? How does God personally bring you individually joy? Do I have time to go through that? Probably not. Do I have time to? We'll just end it there? Okay. All right. My lovely, delightful partner says <laughs> that, that we're going to end it there. So just saying that, if you can just take a thought, you know, put my words out of your head and just think to yourself, how does God, that's not it. How does God personally bring you joy, satisfaction, and personally to you? How does he bring you that joy? If you can just discuss that somewhat among yourselves for a few minutes, it would be appreciated. How does God personally bring you joy? Satisfaction and pleasure. Thank you. Has, has anybody noticed kind of a, a pattern to this that it seems to be a lot of things like nature, um, those things that tug in your heart, but also those things that you have to take time to do. Um, naturally, unless you set aside time, you usually don't walk around a beautiful neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you set time for that and then God can enter those thoughts and you can just feel the joy of the Lord in there. The same thing with birds and looking out into space or looking at the nature around you. We oftentimes can't see that because we're so busy. And the same thing with children. There's a delight, there's a God in, in children also that we can get. But there's delight, God brings us joy and pleasure and satisfaction in so many things. But I think one of the main, uh, main items that we have to use is we have to slow down to be able to see it and to be able to feel that joy because it's tender. There's a difference between happiness and enthusiasm about a game and God actually coming into your heart and saying something soft and perfect and something that's perfect for the time that you need. We have to be quiet and we have to be soothing for that. So, so thank you so much for your time. We're, we're, we're 10 minutes ahead of time. Thank you for your participation. And again, like I say, there's just so much wisdom uh, in each one of us if we just take the time to bring it out and just share it with others. So that's, you know, any class that I have, it's gonna be, that's gonna be the crux of it, is bringing out what each one of us have in us and sharing it with, with those around us. Because that's what, that's what we all need. We need that encouragement. So thanks again. That's all I have. Thank you again for listening to the Providence Road podcast. Um, if this was encouraging to you, just remember that this is a series that's going to be going on all summer at 10 a.m. during the Bible class hour in the gym. And we'd love for you to join us if you're able in person to hear these teachings and to participate in the conversation that's happening around it. We're very thankful for your support and we hope to see you soon. Have a good week.